Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good afternoon and welcome to the law. This is your legal light. It is your health law. This is your legal clinic where we bring you platinum legal education. It all, it's all about legal education. And today we go to the court and we are so privileged, so fortunate to receive the education from the very top of the court in Ghana. I'm Samson Ladia Yenini. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In the Constitution, Chapter 11, the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana, 1992, Chapter 11, Article 125, 1 says, Justice emanates from the people. The people, yes, that's you, if you didn't know. Justice emanates from the people and shall be administered in the name of the Republic by the judiciary which shall be independent and subject only to this constitution. Now, a next interesting clause that you want to hear. Citizens may exercise popular participation in the administration of justice. You're hearing this for the first time? It's your constitution. Sometimes, just make time and read it. Citizens may exercise popular participation in the administration of justice through the institutions of public and customary tribunals and the jury and assessor systems. The final one I read. Three, the judicial power of Ghana shall be vested in the judiciary. Accordingly, neither the president nor parliament nor any organ or agency of the president or parliament shall have or be given final judicial power. Take note of that also. Once again, you're welcome to the law. This is your legal light. It is your help law. And here we give you platinum legal education. Today we are treating court of competent jurisdiction. Never mind the topic. It is intended once again to be pure education for you to get to interact with the court and the court system functionally. What do they do? How do they do what they do? And how can you access the court, which is for you? Remember the constitution I just read. How can you do that? So, how fortunate can we be? His Lordship, Justice Emmanuel Yoni Kolendi, Justice of the Supreme Court of Ghana, <clears throat> joins us for this education. Good afternoon, and thank you very much for making time to join us. Good afternoon, Samson. It's my privilege. Just a few minutes ago, my production was in tenterhooks. They were so unsure <laughs> that 
a judge of the Supreme Court of Ghana will come into the studios for this particular education. Yes, we have had occasions where we have had judges who have joined us, um, and I have also realized that there are few times when the judiciary, I remember now uh, Chief Justice Tokono, uh, Ellen, um, and a few other justices, uh, Eric Cheba, for they would interact with the media when there's problem. There's no problem. And we have a justice of the Supreme Court with us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Samson. And thanks to your listeners. It's right. a privilege to be back here. Thank you. Now, the statement I made was actually not in question. What is a justice of the Supreme Court doing on my show? <laughs> Something I, I... When there is no trouble. I have had a rehearsal <laughs> of this because since you put out your flyer, right. I've had calls and messages both from within and without. And the reason is because you have managed among other variables, to provoke a departure from what is traditional. What is traditional um, has always been that, you know, um, those who administer justice somehow or the other uh, don't get into, we administer justice in the court of law. Your court is the court of public opinion. Right. And so the traditional wisdom is that the administrators and stewards of justice in the court of law should leave the business of the court of public opinion to the advocates and pundits and um, academics and interest groups and CEOs such as yourself. Um, that said, um, the only thing that didn't change in the course of time was the dinosaur. And what happened to the dinosaur is every... Uh, six-year-old child's um, knowledge that those who don't change will be overwhelmed by time. You know, as our population gets more and more activist, as um, democracy runs into all of the challenges that it does, and as we try and labor to deepen democracy, the new thinking is what you have just urged, which is the terms of Article 125 of the Constitution. That who are you when they say you are a judge? Mm -hmm. You are actually a trustee and a servant of the people trying to administer justice in their name, for them, and on their behalf. And so at best, the judge in all that decoration is a decorated servant of the people exercising trust power which doesn't belong to the judge or the court because sovereignty and justice emanate from the people. Now, show me the agent who is not from time to time accountable to his principal. So yes, the courts are accountable, judges are accountable in the judgments we write, in the manner in which we conduct proceedings in public. People come in, everyone can listen, the judgments are available, court records are a matter of public, and people can peruse them and get a sense of what we're doing. But can we be more proactive than that? The leadership of the judiciary for some time now has been engaging the idea that we need to do one step further. At least, we'll not make everyone a lawyer, but if everyone understands what we do, how we do it, why we do it the way we do it, then we'll be better stewards of the people on whose behalf we exercise justice or administer justice. And that is the simple reason why when you made this invitation, it coincided with a policy change that began um, before her ladyship took over, right. but which her ladyship embraces very strongly because you realize that even before she got to the Supreme Court. She, she's, she's never shy to engage and to talk, so um, she just flowed with the policy change, and that is why I am permitted to be here. Right. Thank you very much. In fact, Thank you, Samson. We have hosted her on Joy before, and I also recall, as I began to uh, introduce what I felt was such an elevation of 
what the judiciary wanted to make of what we do here. Um, there, was, there was a time when that there would be some issue and then the judiciary needed to engage with the public. And then maybe Justice Eric for and some others, and I was always on call. I'll be called to join them, so we go around and educate the people. Um, I still do this every Sunday, despite how busy I am, because I believe that the fourfold duty of the lawyer includes a duty to the citizens, and which means duty to the public. We must try and educate. So we are very, very thankful that you made time to join us this afternoon. No, Samson, we are grateful indeed right. on behalf of her, her ladyship, the Chief Justice, and the entire uh, judiciary and judicial service, I must register a profound gratitude right. to you, to the multimedia group, and to Joy FM in particular, for availing us this opportunity because it gives us yet another far-reaching platform to be accountable to the people who we are off-bound to serve. And right. you would recall um, that, you know, it's as a result of this refreshing wind of change and open door and transparency that I came to the studio just before the election petition when That's we right. had completed the election manual. That's right. And other to try to put into the public domain that we have been at pains to compile all of the records, relevant laws, relevant rules of procedure, even precedents, case. We've converged all of them in one document, made it available to the political actors, the parties, the activists, judges, election monitors, etc., etc. So that when the rules of football are public mm -hmm. and everyone knows when a foul is committed, mm -hmm. nobody blames the referee exactly. and the referee doesn't get mobbed. Exactly. More so, Samson, because you will see either for reasons that we all understand, there's been a rather unfortunate uh, castigation, judgment, indictment of judges and the judiciary. I didn't realize how the extent to which judges are bastardized and, and spoken about <laughs> in lonely terms and with suspicion until I became one. Okay. And then I was like, oh, is this what I really bargained for? <laughs> and sometimes, more often than not, it's all inflamed by misunderstanding lack of um, information. information, lack of the education on what we do, how we do it, what the rules that they, the people, have provided for us, right. allow us to do, etc., etc., And where there is, for want of a better word... Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. At Strayer University, we see you striving to work harder and go further. That's why we provide you with the tools you need to get there, like offering a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can do your coursework anytime, anywhere, and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy, almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo, and ours too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out. <laughs> Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates ignorance, then there's a huge potential for those who are up to mischief to manipulate the system, to incite the people right. and position people to have an anti-court, anti-due process, anti-judiciary posture. But we all just took an oath Be to do what you just before said. Before we proceed further, there's something I admit about our court that I'm, I, I'm aware of. That's the Ghanaian court is the envy 
of our peers, as in African countries around. Yet, at home, things happen that get people to bash the judiciary. What, what do you, in your estimation, is, is the cause of that? It's so largely due to the lack of information, the lack of education. People don't appreciate what we do, how we do it, why we do it, what are the rules of engagement. That even judges themselves have constraints. And something you know that in the system of justice that we have adopted, that the people of Ghana have adopted for themselves, which is adversarial in nature, the judge is essentially a referee. However close the referee is to the ball and the ball is to the goalpost, the referee cannot kick the ball. So the judge sits in the middle, must listen to parties, and so a party must come to court, prepare, as you do, lay down their case in record by way of pleadings, present their witness statements, put together prospective evidence, documentary material in whatever form, present it to the court, urge the court on the facts, the law, the evidence, and make submissions persuading the judge to reach one conclusion or the other. Right. Now, where the protagonists don't do their work well, what does a judge do? The judge cannot descend into the arena of the conflict. People don't appreciate this, but we, we owe it to them. And, and that's why we can't be grateful to folks like you and to this uh, multimedia and other media houses, in of who are availing us the opportunity to tell our own story. Because, you see, there was a time when one, uh, one of our most venerable chief justices said, in relation to these reactions, I don't mind them. We will silence them with our silence. <laughs> now we realize that silence doesn't silence anyone. Silence just allows propaganda, mischief, misinformation, to misrepresentation thrive. to thrive. Right. Okay, and there was another occasion, another chief justice, and all of these are in light guests. I said, listen, these are ignoramuses. Of course, that may be right, but if people don't understand, we owe a responsibility to our principals, the right. good people of Ghana, to beyond our judgments, how many people go and read the judgments, right. to engage and to try to explain what we do. Thank you very much. Once again, you are here on the law. This is your legal light. It is your health law. And he started by setting education that something, you know, uh, dropped on my mind I want to share with you. Many of you go to court and you tremble, you shiver. A judge calls your name and you are lost. You don't even know what to say. He just said, they are your servants. Did you get that? Thank you. Now, so we normally begin the law by what we call the law 101. So that by the time we are done, if our audiences didn't take and imbibe anything at all, is the one thing they will never forget. This hackneyed expression, this cliche, court of competent jurisdiction, everybody says it. What is it? What does it mean? Of course, as, as we have just alluded to, um, um, judges... Um, exercise judicial power for and on behalf of the people. The people in the ground rules they have laid for the courts have structured courts in, first of all, a hierarchy, given the multitude of human activity and engagement and the potential areas of disagreement, misalignment, conflict, confusion, breaches, etc., etc. The law, in the wisdom of humans, have decided that a court is not a jack of all trains. Each court is assigned a certain scope of responsibility, Roles, functions, do's and don'ts, and the authority from the people by law to administer justice in relation to the matters assigned. 
So when you say a court of competent jurisdiction, you simply are speaking about a court that is duly and properly constituted with authority and power in law to do administer justice within the scope of activities that it applies itself. That is a court of competent jurisdiction. A court that is duly constituted by law. What does that mean? A court that is duly constituted. In that structure, the law, again, the people in their wisdom says, what makes every court at each of the levels? And so it will tell you who a magistrate is or what a magistrate court is, how that court is constituted, the qualification, the eligibility, the competence requirements, the propriety requirements to be for an individual judge to be constituted into the quorum, the seat of that court. The same applies to the circuit court and applies to the high court and applies to the court of appeal and applies to the Supreme Court. So at each of the the structures within the hierarchy, the law says, how will that court be composed? How will it be made up? Is it made up of one man, of two people, of one and a half people? And as we will see. And that is why you would realize, as most people would have observed, that their constitution, which the people again give to us, and it's based on their sovereignty, says that when the court is dealing with matters that relate to the interpretation and enforcement of their constitution, because it's their basic law, and it's so hugely important, the minimum number of justices that can make up that court when its original jurisdiction is seized mm. to interpret and enforce the constitution should be seven justices of the court. Therefore, the five justices that we normally set to deal with matters every day, or even three justices when we are dealing with protests from a single judge, will not be a court of competent jurisdiction if our original jurisdiction is seized. So the law provides what will be that makeup in terms of numbers, in terms of uh, the qualifications, eligibilities, and competences of the individuals who then make up their court. So the qualifications, we are primarily familiar with what to be in the Supreme Court. You have to be 15 years at the bar and above or so. Uh, to be in the Court of Appeal, you have to be 12 years. To be in the High Court, you have to be 10 years. Um, district Court, you must have done three years as a lawyer. Before, recently, you didn't have to be a lawyer to be in the District Court. Right. So, who qualifies at which level? So, I mean, to, so, of course, it's, it's a question of sophistication of society, availability of resources, etc., etc. You would realize that traditionally something people didn't used to appreciate, mm. that a person with your string of qualifications and competences and multidisciplinary qualifications will be, be a journalist. We thought that the journalist was some wayside. Now they are PhDs, double PhDs, That's multiple right. PhDs. Subject matter aspects in journalism. Similarly, years ago, when we did not have the human resource in the appropriate numbers, we had lay magistrates. Right. And these were magistrates who did not actually either go to school or even understudy, um, take an undergraduate degree in law. They were people who are literate, can read, have reasonable common sense, can write and listen and process and analyze. The law allowed such individuals to be constituted into magistrates. But as we have progressed in terms of education and availability of resources, the current minimum requirement to be a magistrate is that you must be a lawyer of good standing. So that is, if you want, the technical qualification. That's right. But in addition to that, your eligibility then requires that you have to be 
a person of high moral standing, improving integrity. High moral character, improving, improving integrity. integrity. And that cuts across. That from, from magistrate to, the very, to the very top, because a judge is a judge is a judge. So in terms of the software that you need, the ethical base, the core values, which being a person of high moral standing, improving character speak to, that software, whether you are sitting in the lowest court or in the highest court, is the same denominator. Because a dishonest man should not come anywhere near the sanctuary of justice, mm. even at the most basic level. A person of depraved morality who is known among his peers to be of no good report cannot purport or pretend to administer justice because of the element of impartiality and the need to engender the confidence of the people who receive your verdict. Therefore, that thread runs through. Mm -hmm. But as you then go up the ladder, the technical qualifications, so I call them the technical skills and the other soft skills. The soft skills remain a constant in the equation of qualification and eligibility. Mm -hmm. But the technical ones then change. So by the time you get to the circuit court, the requirement then is that, oh, you must be a lawyer of good standing. You must have been practicing law for a minimum of five years. And then the software comes in. Right. You have to meet this, the software standard, character, moral standing, proving integrity, etc., etc. Hmm. And then in addition to that, there are administrative processes that you need to walk in order to get into that judgeship. Right. Then by the time you get to the high court, the scale is upped. Mm -hmm. You then will have to have done a minimum, be a lawyer of, in good standing, you must have done a minimum of 10 years at the bar, and you come along with that software asset, character, High moral, moral character, and proving integrity. integrity. And these are, these, are, these are concepts and notions and words that the framers of our Constitution chose very carefully and very intentionally. And it is for the reasons that I have just given. And then when you move from the high court. And then from the high court to the court of appeal, the scale goes up to 15 years. And the Supreme Court is 15 years. 12 years. 12 years in the court of appeal and 15 years in the Supreme Court. It, that that's under, underscores an appreciation that a certain experience is required. Definitely. It's something for you to graduate to become um, editor-in-chief, news editor. That's right. It, it requires, you must have done the ropes. You must have proven competence, tested experience, the nuances. Mm -hmm. So when they call you into the newsroom, you can resolve the matter. When somebody presents a story, you know what will hang your media house and what will not. Mm -hmm. So similarly, as you go up, because the areas of activity and engagement and law assigned to each court of competent jurisdiction becomes more complex, more nuanced as you go up the structure, you require more sophistication, more experience, more technical competence in order to fit, to, to have the technical skill sets to discharge their obligations. Our people lived their lives before the colonial master came in. What's the purpose of the courts? We lived without them. We, we have always had a notion of courts. I mean, courts are, 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 are extremely important. There's always been a notion of courts. In uh, Bongo and in Issa, we have a judicial system, even within the family, within the clan. Humans, wherever they have, we have found ourselves, have developed the sophistication to understand that out of this multiplicity of human interactions and activities, there will be disagreements, there will be misunderstandings, there will be conflicts. Societies in their evolution and complexity have found ways of trying to respond to these conflicts in order to restore society to a certain amicable coexistence. So courts primarily exist to ensure the pacific 
and peaceful and amicable resolution of these misunderstandings, disagreements, differences that are bound to, to um, um, come up in human interactions and not allow them to develop into acrimony and, and, and violence and, and the, the, where, where then the, the, um, the law of the jungle, where the, 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 survival of the, 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 the survival is of the fittest. The law, the courts ensure to protect the weakest and protect the strongest in the context of a fair and peaceful adjudication of any differences that emerge in their interactions. Number two, Samson. Society again in wisdom and sophistication settles rules that provides for the do's and don'ts, the hows, and there's a why behind it, how you make a particular type of agreement, how you make a particular custom, how you marry, even at customary, at cust in custom, how you acquire a car, how you get into somebody's premises, etc., etc. Now, because it is rules that we have legislated, and in a modern democracy, that parliament passes laws right. that then regulate how we all live together amicably and make progress together and not live under the survival of the fittest, these rules have to be interpreted. Mm. So courts must exist to provide an impartial forum where when there are disagreements about these rules, you go there. You... So courts actually provide a glue to a stable society. And, and we have seen it. And that is why public confidence in the courts, in the administration of justice, both institutionally and even at the level of the individuals who are the stewards who administer justice, the, 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 the confidence of the public and the people in their impartiality, in their skill and competence to fairly and reasonably resolve the issues is indispensable to mm. the court. Mm. So, yes, the, the courts pre-existed what we now have in the established forms that they are, but we're used to going to the chief's palace or we get called around the elders of the family and we resolve the matters not in the manner the traditional courts we have now do. That is adversarial. Um, something I will say yes and no. Um, even in the traditional courts, there's always been the notion that you hear both sides. That's right. And that is what has evolved in, our, in the legal system we have adopted to the principle of natural justice. And there's always been respect, in fact, reverence, for the principle that you don't punish a person or condemn them until you have heard them. This is as much a frafra, akan, dagati, customary law principle as it is an English common law principle and a principle in the Constitution. Right. The more interesting part of it, something, is that if you look at the structure of our courts, actually, you will realize that in, in society's own evolution and as society gets more and more modernized and sophisticated, our traditional customary systems of dispute resolutions have evolved and matured in practically every society and customary system where if you go to the chief's palace, mm. the chief has a judicial committee. He may not so brand it and name it that way, but there are elders from each family, clan, sub-chiefs who come together. And the, 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 the paramount or the, the superior chief will choose them very carefully. There are people who are respected, who are trusted, who are honest, who have proven high moral standing and proven uh, integrity in the community. It is such... We get our weekly groceries delivered through Instacart because once football season starts, game time is family time. I can get everything my family needs for the week, from reliable staples to specialty ingredients, all delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. So I can stay on my game without missing a minute of the game. 
Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, minimum order $10, additional terms apply. Instacart, add life to cart. Hello, saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. At Strayer University, we see you striving to work harder and go further. That's why we provide you with the tools you need to get there, like offering a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can do your coursework anytime, anywhere, and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Wendy's new breakfast two-for-three-dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two-for-three-dollar biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price individuals and elements and the chief will do it across the board in order to neutralize prejudice biases and suspicion now these judicial committees which exist in each of our houses of chiefs and our traditional councils something are actually part of the court system in ghana so when we what exists within the traditional arrangements exactly are known to be part of the uh, court arrangements in Ghana. They are recognized under the Courts Act. So when we talk about our... So in the structure, as you know, we, we in, in that hierarchy, we have the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which is, if you want, the, the, the apex court. Underneath the Supreme Court, you have the Court of Appeal. Then you have the High Court and you have the circuit court. Then you have the magistrate court. Now, in the category of the magistrate courts are the judicial councils and committees of our regional, in fact, the National House of Chiefs, the Regional House of Chiefs, and the traditional councils in our little paramounts and small chiefdoms. They are recognized under the Cause Act as part of our court structure and dispute resolution mechanisms. And, and they are set out and recognized as such. We call that level of courts below the high court inferior courts. And those from the high court to the Supreme Court, we call them the superior courts. Right. When next you go before those traditional the judicial councils and committees within the traditional system or arrangements in the regional and national uh, houses of chiefs. Please, it is required of you to accord them the same regard that you accord the court because they actually form a part of the structure of the courts in Ghana. So what is the need for the breaking up or breaking down of the courts, district, circuits, appeal, uh, high, appeal, supreme. Why, why do we need that? We need that, as I have explained, because of the complexity of human activity and actions, and also the complexity of disputes and resolutions of disputes. What so you have one of them different from the, from other. the other is the jurisdiction they have and the set of things that they are competent to do. So that is where you find your court of competent jurisdiction. So at the very basic level, you then will have a, a, a district or magistrate court that has jurisdiction in criminal matters okay. and has jurisdiction in civil matters. But its jurisdiction in criminal matters 
is limited to minor and small offenses that do not exact or warrant a certain severe punishment, whether in liberty or in your packet. Okay? And then when you go, if the, if the issues become more complex, you go to the high court, the high court's jurisdiction then, ha, then has jurisdiction to do more mm-hmm. and can administer severe punishment and deal with slightly more complex matters. Right. So you will see, why do we call it a district court? Because in principle, everywhere humans exist, there are disagreements, there will be problems, there will be issues, and therefore, you must have a court at every level of society. Therefore, you need to have district courts across the, 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 the country. Mm. Practically, and when you talk about their jurisdictions, which you speak about the limitedness mm-hmm. of the jurisdiction, so that, for example, in monetary terms, yes. if you have a matter uh, which involves money, uh, that is uh, up to 500,000, you can't go... That's a value cap. Mm-hmm. So, if, so the district court has civil jurisdiction and has criminal jurisdiction. Right. When it comes to its civil jurisdiction, the, the law will tell you it has jurisdiction in personal claims under contract, under tort, debt recovery... Um, applications for probate and letters of administration. But in all of these matters, if the value in money terms of the dispute exceeds from zero to 500,000 cities, you take it to the district court. And the district court will be competent to adjudicate and resolve this matter. From zero to to 500,000 cities. That the district court has the jurisdiction. This that is the scope be, this of its power. 20,000 or so. They didn't used to have power beyond 20,000. In, in fact, at the time that I... I and the second court I, had 50,000. Exactly. It was even much less right. if you went back. But as I said, human activity is getting more and more complex. Values are... If you went to our districts and you went to the communities we grew up in, they don't look the same as right. when we were children. All right. And so... If we don't revise the value caps upwards, people will then have to travel and leave um, um, their district somewhere in, in, let's say, Mampong or Fanchinebra or Bongo to have to come to Bolga mm. because they have a claim in a quantum that the magistrate is not competent to deal with. Right. So these revisions in the value caps are informed by the complexity of society, economic activity, and also, in a certain sense, how we have prospered. And our disputes now (laughs) involve more than it used to. So if the value of what you're dealing with is up to 500,000, the court nearest you, the the district courts, they are in all districts. That's right. You can access justice. But if it is beyond that, if it is beyond that, then you go to the next court, which is the circuit Circuit court. court. But before we go to the circuit court, and that's to do with its civil jurisdiction. Right. But it also then has criminal jurisdiction. And in its criminal jurisdiction, it has a power to try um, summarily. So its method of doing business is also different. As you go up, you'll see the methods are different. Offenses that are punishable by a fine which doesn't exceed 500 penalty units or imprisonment, which doesn't exceed a term of two years or both. So if you run into any criminal malfeasance or culpability, when the police and investigators look into the matter and the severity of it, if their contemplation is that under law, the charges they intend to arraign you for, may warrant a sanction of imprisonment that is more than two years, then they cannot go to the district court mm. because the district court's power to punish doesn't exceed sending you to prison for more than two years. And then if it involves money, they cannot 
sanction you in money more than 500 penalty units. Now, 500 penalty units, each penalty unit actually means 12 cities. Okay. And so the fine it will administer, um, if it says 100 penalty units, it means 100 times 12 cities. Great. And, and that will be... Now to the one, circuit. Yes. Where then you then I was go, interested in the money aspect. Right. So that people get to know where they can go when they have issues and they can look at the, the quantum. They too cannot deal with matters, monetary terms that exceed 2 million. The, the circuit court, yes. Mm -hmm. So the circuit court also has original jurisdiction in all criminal matters um, other than treason and offenses that are punishable by death or offenses that are triable by indictment. Then its civil jurisdiction is that it can try all matters involving personal actions arising out of contract, recovery of money in a liquidated sum, where the amount claimed does not exceed 2 million CDs. And then in applications for the grant of um, probate and letters of administration in respect of the estate of a diseased person, and in courses or matters relating to succession to property of a diseased person. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Who had, at the time of his death, a fixed place of abode within the area of jurisdiction of the circuit court and the value of the estate in question does not exceed two million cities. All right. And something so those are the nuances of mm -hmm. so that one um, the value cap is two million. Any contract, claiming torts, recovery, liquidation, then probate and administration. But here are the caps. It has to be in relation to a person who, at the time of his death, resided at his last place of abode in the jurisdiction of that court or has landed property in that court. So if you live in Tema and you die in Tema, or you have a house in Tema, and the lawyer goes to Amasaman to apply for probate and letters of administration. Because the deceased, and for that matter, the estate in issue, mm. was not resident, did not have his place of abode within the Amasaman circuit, the Amasaman court will not be competent to deal with that matter. You have to make that application in, within the Tema circuit where the person had his last place so? of abode. Understandably, something, disputes always lead to one, evidence. Evidence is proffered by human beings, by people who saw, who heard, who were there, who perceived, who witnessed what happened. Sometimes there are material evidence. You may need to point to a tree to show a demarcation line, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et now, if you go from Tema, a matter that occurs within Tema circuit in relation to an estate in Tema, where the man lived, where the people who know him live, where everything is, you go and sue in Amasaman. How do you mobilize to prosecute? your application in Amasaman. So the conveniences, the law takes into account a convenient and, and what forum. What you speak about includes the notice that normally will be taken to the, the, the residence of the person. And so posted. If anybody has an objection, they could come and raise it. No, and mm -hmm. yes, and then apart from posting it on the building, you'd realize that notices of court proceedings are posted in court mm -hmm. at a notice board in every court. And that posting on the notice board of the court is deemed technically to be noticed to the whole world. Mm -hmm. 
So people are living in Tema or living in, uh, 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 let's say, um, Sege. And there's an estate matter, and the notice is posted at the court in Amasaman or the court in Kaswa. How will those people ever get to know and their attentions that, drawn? It doesn't sound fair. So it is for those reasons that the law is, is structured in such a nuanced manner. Right. But if you don't understand this, and your lawyer takes you to Amasaman, because the Amasaman judge is his friend, and he expects a soft landing, and after you go for months, your case is struck out. You leave thinking that the problem is with the judge. Right. And uh, the bad lawyer will tell you, oh, the judge is not correct. <laughs> but he didn't play by the rules that right. are settled for, for right. the game. You're still yes. here on the law. This is your legal light. It is your health law. And we're talking court of competent jurisdiction, giving you very basic education, but platinum education on the court, how it is structured. There's the other aspect that we will go into, but obviously not today. Exactly. Now, we have not exhausted the jurisdiction of the circuit court. Exactly. And, and if, if you have time, I'm concerned to do that because that is where most people will go. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they also have jurisdiction in actions between landlord and tenant mm -hmm. for the possession of land claimed under a lease and refused to be delivered up. They have jurisdiction in courses and matters involving the ownership, possession, occupation of entitled to land. Mm -hmm. They have jurisdiction to appoint guardians of infants and make orders for the custody of infants. The, the circuit court has jurisdiction to grant in any action instituted in the court injunctions or orders of stay of waste or alienation or for the detention or preservation of any property, the subject matter um, of that action to restrain breaches of contract or the commission of any tort. Right. They also have jurisdiction in claims for relief by way of interpleader in respect of land or other properties attached in the execution of an order made by the circuit court and on and on and on. But right. all of such, a lot of them. At Granger, we're for the ones who